Amen. Give it praise, church, one more time. All of our campuses online. I love that song. That's amazing. You can be seated at all locations. Merry Christmas and welcome to Faith Promise. We like Faith Promise. We like Christmas around here. Do you like Christmas? Give me some energy here now. I'm, I'm, it's cold. It's cold. I wore a turtleneck. I don't wear turtlenecks, but I'm bringing it out because it's cold outside. Merry Christmas and welcome to the candlelight service as we continue in our month of Christmas at Faith Promise. As we craft our Christmas experience, we do it so people, real people with real problems can experience the real love of Jesus. And we celebrate and we sing, we light candles, we tell stories, we do all of these, we do all of these things so that you, your friends and family can maybe for the very first time hear about Jesus and his amazing love and his amazing offer of adoption and freedom that you and I give the opportunity to choose. So we're so excited. No matter where you're joining us, if you're online, we love you guys so very much. Hit up the chats, tell us where you are, tell us what's going on. We're so excited to see you guys. All of our locations, Bristol, we're so excited. Everybody give it up for the Bristol campus. They're still in the theater. We love you guys, Pastor Steve. We cannot wait to see. That's happening two hours away. That's crazy. It's happening right now, and it's so incredible. Did you enjoy last weekend, the toy maker? That was awesome. Was Pastor Zach and Rachel not lovely and wonderful? And that's hard for me to say for several reasons. I think those are all obvious. I don't want to get into it. But I want to pick up right where they left off in Luke and tell the story of Jesus and tell the story of his amazing advent and all that Jesus did for us. It's incredible. I love the Christmas story. And what Pastor Zach and Rachel did last, uh, last week was something our family does every week. Uh, every time Christmas comes around, we tell the story of Christmas. That Joseph and Mary went for a census. So everybody can be counted. We do it still today. And they came together. And she had her firstborn son, Jesus, in a stable. Because there was no room for them in the inn. And people came. And now you and I are still thousands of years later worshiping that very moment, that very thing that happened, that seemingly in that moment in time, no one knew about, in a place that no one cared about, our Savior, our adopted Father was born. And it's incredible, and I love it. So that story is something that we're really going to talk about today. And what I want to talk about is adoption and what you and I have the opportunity to be a part of to be a part of a new family. So we're gonna go to the next thing. And I just am so excited for what God has for your family. I'm so excited for what God has for me and my family because something undeserved when given freely is something that I can't stop talking about. How can we stop talking about something that was given that was not deserved? Something that you and I could never achieve on our own was given freely and we get to celebrate it today. At the end of that story, right before when Jesus is born, an angel appears to shepherds that are keeping watch over their flock by night. Many of us have heard the story. And they're afraid because of the incredible nature of angels. And the first thing the angels say, fear not. It is not a time to be afraid. It's a time to rejoice. I think if any of us could hear anything after this year, it's, 
don't be afraid. It's not the time to be afraid. It's the time to rejoice. It's a weekend to rejoice. It's a season to rejoice, no matter what your family, no matter what your business, no matter what your relationships have gone through, because I assume they've gone through it. It's not a time to be afraid. It's a time to be filled with joy. Instead of choosing to respond to all the good news of great joy for all people, because our Savior has come. Jesus has come. The author of Luke, the author of the story, and I hope if you've never read that, go back and go through Luke chapter two with your family. It's an incredible story. But Luke also traveled with another author in the New Testament. His name was Paul. And Paul knew this story, knew this story very well. He continues in the letter to the Galatians and he says, I've lost my spot here. Don't you worry about it. Everybody calm down. He says this in Galatians, it's incredible. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent his son, his son, born of a woman, born under the law so that he may redeem those who were under the law, you and me, that we might receive the adoptions as sons and daughters because you are sons. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you no longer, you no longer are a slave, but a son and if a son, then an heir through God. That is remarkable. Maybe this year has you forgetting and doubting that truth. Maybe this year has you believing that God can't exist if this could happen. Maybe this year, this is the last time you're gonna sit. Or maybe this year you're online and saying, I'm not going to church anymore. This is, it's not for it. I've prayed, it hasn't changed my circumstances. It didn't change COVID for my family. No more money came in after the bailout. No matter where you're sitting, you may be forgetting it completely, that truth that we are now sons and daughters and heirs to God's kingdom. And this year may have shaken you to your very core. You may have forgotten this truth, or maybe you never really got that truth in the first place. Or maybe this is the first time you're hearing about this truth. But guess what Faith promised? Christmas is about family. And no, I didn't just swallow a Hallmark card. And no, I'm not talking about the family that you hang around Christmas with, even though those are probably great, except for one or two. We all have it. We all have that person, don't we? It's an uncle, it's a son, it's a dad. They're confused, older, most likely. And you're sitting there at a campus, you're thinking, we don't have that person in my family. And it's you. <laughs> and I hate to break that news to you, especially during the Christmas season. But I'm not talking about our family. I'm not talking about the family we exchange gifts with. This is a better family, even better than that. God wants to adopt you. He wants to adopt you as a son or his daughter. And if you're here this weekend and you're looking for a family, we wanna be that family. And it's not as good as God's family, but we are a great waiting area until we all get to heaven and celebrate together. Is that not true? This is a great place to be. And we would love you to join and be a part. And how, oh, an easy way to do that is the QR code. If you're online, a screen, it should pop up or the screens at your campus, there should be a QR code. And I want you to leave that up for a little bit because sometimes it's hard to grab it because I try to grab it sometimes and then my finger slips and then you miss it. So it'll be it for a little bit. If you would just put your camera on that and maybe zoom in a little bit if you're in the back and a link should pop up, if you hit that link, fill out a couple questions. I may have lost a bunch of you already. I don't know what a link is. It's fine. Ask a younger person near you and they will assist you. 
We want you to be a part and we're excited. So reach out and we can walk with you and help you and your family in this faith family that we call Faith Promise. And if you're still figuring out faith, if you're here because you were dragged here or there were candles and you like that and you like fire just a little bit too much and you're here that, we're excited you're here. If you're learning about God and church, we're so glad you're here this Christmas. Whatever the reason, please allow us to serve you. Allow us to celebrate with you. We would love you to stay and continue staying. January, Pastor Chris has an amazing series laid out. He's so excited about it, he wrote a book about it. It's called Finding Favor. And last week we gave that out. If you and your family didn't get a copy, please grab it on your way out. It's a devotional. It's got place to take notes and it's a daily walkthrough and it's an amazing way to start 2021. It's incredible. Walk through that. We'll read it together. The Bible reading plan. It's got a bunch of different stuff. An amazing place for you and your family to kick off your spiritual journey of 2021. If you're already a Christ follower and you're already ahead of the game, we're excited about that. But maybe you're looking for a family to help you rekindle the flicker and turn it back into a flame. I'm not sure about you, but me being a Christ follower for many years, there's times that my flame is so low that it could barely light up a cupboard. It feels so weak and tired that it cannot be used. There's so much doubt at times in my flicker and my flame. There's so much frustration because of what happens. Because still, even though I know scripture's true, when bad things happen to me, I'm like, God, this wasn't supposed to happen. He's like, yeah, it still does, bruh. It's fine. I'm here. 2020 is going to happen. But if we will hold on to Jesus, if we will hold on to the peace that we were given and not the things that shook us in 2020, people will start to notice. People will start to ask you, why aren't you acting the way that I'm acting when life is just as bad for you as it is for me? Well, life isn't just as bad for me. And life isn't just as bad for a lot of people at Faith Promise because we know where our truth lies. We know where our future lies. We know where our hope lies. We know where it lies, and it's not in anything other than the perfect name of Jesus. Because we know it, he's freed us, we live it, we love it, and no matter if we live a decade of 2020s, it's not gonna change our faith. It's not gonna fracture our faith, it's not gonna fragment our faith, it's gonna make us stronger. And faith promise is stronger because of 2020. And I believe a lot of our families are stronger because of 2020. And maybe you're someone that's just tired of playing the Christian game. You're tired of playing the Christian rules because for so many of us, we, we end in two camps. Either we are consumed and ruined by sin and we can't get out of addiction and frustration and brokenness or we find ourselves in, stuck in the religious mire of the Christian game of going to church and pretending, going to group and pretending. The good news is, Jesus, Christmas, is about freedom from both of those things. It's about freedom from playing games at church with your group and people saying it's all good and it's fine when your marriage is fractured, marriage is tough and life is difficult and it's free of addiction and brokenness. That's what I love about it. He doesn't save us so that we can be stuck in stale religious Christianity. He saves us to live a life of freedom and purpose and worth. Freedom from the chores of the dry and natural, stale Christian faith, but also freedom for hollow, empty, and shame-filled life of sin. Because the truth is, our enemy, the enemy, doesn't want 
anybody knowing the truth. He doesn't want someone stuck in the religious game of Christianity to know the truth. They don't have to check the box. They don't have to do all these things. They get to serve Jesus and they get to help set people free from real problems. And they also know that someone's stuck in the ruin of sin. If they know the truth, they don't have to stay addicted to those things. They don't have to stay in that relationship. They don't have to keep doing those things. If they are set free, the enemy is scared of both of these groups. If we will, this Christmas season, learn, know, accept, and live in the truth. The truth that Jesus is the only way to live. And Jesus and God wants to give us a real family a real family. God wants to adopt us. He wants to adopt us. Paul talks about it. And it's incredible because my dad's told you stories about me. Huh? Right? You've heard them. You've heard them. Don't pretend like you haven't. Imagine someone wanting me that didn't have me because my parents have to have me. It's like part of the, there's a law. I had to stay there for at least a certain season of life. God wants you and wants all of you. He wants all of it, because there's a lot over here. There's a lot of stuff in this turtleneck. He wants it all. He doesn't want you to get better and clean up and then chase after him. He wants you muck and mire and filth and all. He wants your past, he wants your present, he wants your future. If you'll give it to him, you'll live a life that you never thought you could. God wants us to live in real freedom and real Real, real forgiveness from sin and doubt. He says in Ephesians, and this is amazing. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You and I both know about it. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. Isn't that so interesting? We let people that don't know how to live tell us how to live. We let people shape how we believe about other people, other groups of people, how they vote, how they look, how they act, how they talk. We let other people that don't know tell us how to do that. We did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing. When we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. I think about that all the time. Instead, instead, immense in mercy and with incredible love, he embraced us. He took away our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. Some people need to hear that. I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram, but the Enneagram ones and threes need to hear that. He did that without your help. Some of us are trying to crawl out of our sin, crawl out of our brokenness on our own white knuckles and he's waiting for you to fall in his arms. He did it all on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up. He set us down in the highest heaven in company with Jesus, the Messiah. Is that not good news? It's just me. Is that, talk about good news. Time for Christmas. God wants to give us a real family. He wants to give us a real family, an adoption and an heir. If this is your first time faith, I promise you may not know. My name is Micah, and I'm the pastor's son. He may not want you to know that either. <laughs> but growing up, building faith promise, my father was extraordinarily busy. He's a busy guy, a lot of meetings and other things. I'm not sure what he did. To get a meeting with my dad wasn't just you walk in and do your thing. You had to call, make an appointment, 
get on the calendar. So a guy, there's a lovely lady named Gloria Petrowski was like a, a knight in shining armor. She was guarding that calendar like her life depended on it. So if you were to have a wild hair, walk up to a campus you thought he was at, you would be first met with a lady named Brenda Moore. She knows karate, I assume, and reads a lot of books. She's going to stop you. Do you have an appointment? How can I help you? I'm here to meet with pastor. Do you have an appointment? No. See you later. Or we'll find another pastor, but it's not going to be Pastor Chris. You don't have an appointment. And if you were to happen to get by Brenda, I wouldn't suggest it. But if you were to get by her, if you have some training of your own, then you get to Gloria, and she will shoot you. <laughs> You're not getting to my dad, at least back then, without an appointment. But I didn't have to have an appointment. I was a son. I was a son. So no matter what he was doing, no matter how busy he was, I could walk in and say, Dad, I need you. Dad, can you talk to me? Dad, can you help me out? That access and so much more, that power, that relationship, and all that heaven has to offer is available to you and it's available to me. We can continue trying to live like other people that don't know how to live or we can live in Jesus. God gives us real freedom. He wants to walk, he wants us to walk in perfect forgiveness without guilt or shame or doubt. Now remember, remember what else Paul wrote in Galatians. There, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God, just like a great father, you have an inheritance. And just like a great dad, he gives you gifts. I love gifts. I love gifts. You ever read the five love languages? I got one love language, gifts. Cheap, mid-level, expensive, I don't care, I want it. I love it, I love gifts. I just do. Don't judge me, I love gifts. You love gifts, come on. Who, who puts down on that five love languages quality time? Get out of here, quality time. Give me a quality gift. Acts of service, acts of gifts. I want a gift, I don't... A gift, it's so easy. The first gift God gives us, he gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit to walk with us and help us walk in our new identity as a son and daughter of God. And he helps us walk in the real freedom from rules, religion, and the ruin of sin. That's what the Holy Spirit does for you and me. And next, he gives us the gift of his inheritance. It's like gifts on steroids. Not just eternity in heaven, but a legacy here to live in our lives, to give a legacy. I want to leave a legacy for my kids. My daughter's in class, now her name is Scarlett, and I will do anything to leave her what I didn't have, to leave her more. And that is what God has done for you and me, a legacy of freedom that, so you and I can continue to set other people free here and now. He didn't set you free to sit under the chair at Faith Promise Campus and wait for him to return. He set you free so that you can go and free. Now, you may feel like God's not left anything under your stocking or under your Christmas tree this year. You may feel like 2020 was the worst year of your life. You may have lost someone. You may have had bad news or lost a job, a career, a business. Maybe you lost your passion for ministry. Maybe you lost your purpose. Maybe you lost your hope. Maybe your faith is flickering and it it feels like it might go 
out altogether. Here's some good news this Christmas. Talking to a group of religious leaders, Jesus once said this, and John, it's one of my favorites. I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in darkness. I don't care again if 2020 never ends and 2021 is no more earthly better than 2020. We will walk in the light. We do not walk in darkness. I walked in darkness before God. Some of us walked grasping and groping through our life, but now we have Jesus and I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be standing right here telling you it's a time to live a life of freedom. It's time to live a life of purpose and hope. And we want that so bad for you, no matter what? No amount of water is going to drown it out. No amount of dirt is going to put it out. No amount of air is going to blow it out. My life is lit by the fire of the Holy Spirit, and I hope and pray yours is as well. Because when the Holy Spirit lights the fire, nothing can put it out. When the Holy Spirit grabs you by the heart, no one can change how you feel. No one. So the question is, are you all in? Who's all in? Who's all in? Who's all in to put God first? Who's all in to being a part of God's family? No matter where you found yourself on the spectrum, some of us have been Christians our whole lives, but you have been playing. You have been coasting. You have been in neutral, and it's time to reignite your flame for the lost, your flame for ministry. And some of us are just learning, and it's time to take your next step in your journey with Christ. And some of us, we've never taken a step at all with Jesus. And campus pastors, if you wanna start heading up this way, because we're gonna share with you and some of us for the very first time, maybe to choose Jesus. But Christmas is about family. Christmas is about freedom. Christmas is about hope. And this hope is meant to be shared. Are you sharing the story of Christmas? Who are you sharing the story of Christmas? And not because you have to, but because you want to. If your life was changed my life, my, like my life was, I don't know what else to do but share. And I, I think in this season, in this moment in time, it's the hardest time to share. It's the scariest time to share. And I think it's the best time to share. I think people are waiting for an answer. They're searching and they may sit right beside you at work. They may walk their dog right beside you when you get the mail. They may drive right beside you and say, howdy neighbor. And you say hi right back. And you know, and you know that they're struggling. Their marriage is falling apart. Their son is gone and they don't know where he went. They don't have the answers and you're not perfect, but you know who is. And it's time for faith promise to ignite our lives, not for our own glory, not for our own attention, not for our own acclaim or applause, but to point to the one and only source, the one and only source of real freedom and real hope and real life. At every campus, online, wherever you find yourself, if you are a Christ follower, you are the method to the mission of Jesus. Why he chose men and women, I don't know because we're nuts. But he chose us. 
And I don't know about you, but I wanna be a part of the mission of helping people transform their lives. So campus pastors, take it away.